You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. In this podcast, the queen of manifesting herself, Kelly Walker, Kelly Walker, will teach you how to manifest everything you need to live your purpose at a higher level. And now, your queen, queen. Kelly Walker. Good morning, everybody. It is September 20th, and today I have a super exciting guest. And I am excited for what she's going to teach us because I need to learn the things that she teaches. And her name is Ashley Stewart, and she is a professional declutterer. And I, I like to think of her as a clutter therapist because she does not address clutter the normal way. She addresses the emotions behind the reasons we have clutter. So, Ashley, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Absolutely welcome. Glad to be here. Yay, I'm so excited. So, um, why don't you first just introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. So, I started Rethink Clutter about four years ago, and um, I did it after I had gone through kind of some rock bottom moments in my life. Um, You know, I grew up in a very organized household, and I learned you know, early on that there was a a system and a technique to keeping yourself organized. Um, But it wasn't until much later that, you know, I had been married for a while and we were going through a really rocky part in our marriage and we had three kids in four years and we were going through every major life transition you can think of. So we were doing career change and moving and we were homeless for about six weeks and we had flooded the uh, a rental that we had managed to get in and we had just had our third child and I had gone through surgeries and my husband had done surgeries and we lost grandparents and I mean every single oh. thing you can think of um, was going on at the same time and I felt lost I felt like I didn't know who I was anymore. I didn't know what my marriage was going, you know, what was going to happen in my marriage. I felt like I was a horrible mother to my children. Um, I had lost, you know, big relationships. And I just felt like I was being owned by everyone and everything else but myself. Oh, no. And I was so done with it. And so I thought, you know... I I understand the structure and the technique to getting decluttered and organized, but all of a sudden I had this really clear understanding of the emotional side of clutter, Mm. the emotional side of the things that we have in our home and how it makes us feel. And so I decided, you know what, I can combine these two and I can teach people how to get back into how you own your life when you are mentally and physically overwhelmed and what that looks like. So that's, that's who I am. That's what I've done. And everything that I teach other people, I have totally experimented on myself uh-huh. and on my kids, yeah. and on my family. Yay. right? Yeah. So that's um, the best. Oh, mercy. You know, and there are things obviously that don't work for my family that will work for others and vice versa. Right. But, exactly. um, cause everyone's know. different. That's just it. But you know, I, I didn't come out of a perfect home into a perfect home and I'm, and I'm, preaching perfection. This is, this is the nitty gritty. How did I pull myself up by the bootstraps and how did Mm -hmm. I fix my own life? 
And how can I, how can I help you do the same with yours? Uh, that's amazing. I'm so excited. I, and I'm really grateful that you figured it out and that you want to share your solutions. Cause I think when, when we're blessed with solving a huge issue in our lives, yeah, it's so amazing when we decide to share it. Yeah. Like, you know, share your blessings with the world. I love that. So my clutter, can we talk about my clutter problem? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then, you know, I'm sure everybody with clutter problems can relate. So I have the, I have the problem where I don't want to throw anything away because I might need it. Uh -huh. And when I throw something away, I end up needing it a week later. Right. Like I manifest that over and over again. Because I know it's because I have a fear that I'm going to throw away the wrong thing. So therefore I do throw away the wrong thing and I manifest that like once a month. So <laughs> I know I see my own problem there and I, I'm working on fixing that. But um, like my closet is completely full. So like putting my laundry away is really difficult. Right. Um, my kitchen cabinets are completely full. So like if, if the dishwasher doesn't have dishes in it, you know, so everything's clean that like, there's a few things that can't go away. Like I have to leave them in the dish drainer because right. there's just not room to put it all away. And my desk is a living nightmare. And so <laughs> I don't know. I like, I need an entire office and I just have a corner of one room. So, and I know I keep way too many things. I just, I, just, I don't know what to let go of. So there's my, that's my clutter problem. Okay. Plus I live with a comic book collector. And so like, there's like, there's a good two and a half rooms of our house that are already dedicated completely to his collection. Okay. So the storage situation is a little spare sparse in our house. Okay. <laughs> okay. There you go. Awesome. No, it's good to get it all out. So there are actually, there are five emotional reasons why we hang on to things. Okay. And, and even though you really have cornered in on about two of those, I'm going to list off all five yeah. because they tend to yes. layer up. Um, and so you might actually recognize things that you think you know the problem, but until you hear other layers, you're going, Oh, I never thought of that before. Yes. Um, I frequently tell people that decluttering is like peeling an onion. You know, mm -hmm. one layer at a time oh, and, I'm sure. and cry. I'm sure I have many, many layers <laughs> that I have never seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the first emotional attachment is, um, is actually how we relate to time. When we mm -hmm. say, I don't have time for this. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're walking into a room and we're seeing this, feeling this bombardment of emotion. Mm -hmm. And so then we're saying, no, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to deal with it. And, and so sometimes if it is strictly a time thing, then you know what, you, you just plan it in your schedule, just like you do anything else and you yeah. get a babysitter if you need a babysitter or you convince <laughs> the hubby to go out with the boys right. um, and you dedicate four hours of time to getting it done at end of Perfect. story. But if yeah. that's not the case, then most of the time it's regarding uh, more emotional ties to that. And so mm -hmm. you have to be able to give yourself time to process those emotions and realize that it is going to take you a while, but 
that once time has told you you're done with this, don't feel guilty about getting rid of it. So time will say, you know, if you've gone through a big loss, if you've lost a spouse or a child or something like that, you know what, you might need five, 10, 15, 20 years to process through those emotions. Give yourself the time. But that once you have hit a point where you look at something that used to hold value to you and now it doesn't, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Don't continue to dump time and emotion into something that doesn't hold value for you anymore because time has taken its course and it's done its thing and you're done. And so be okay moving on. So that's kind of how we we approach the time aspect. Um, The second thing is nostalgia. Um, And nostalgia is a very complex emotion, uh, but nostalgia has to include two things. It has to include uh, happiness. So it can't just be a random, you know, look at something and you feel sadness and yearning for days that used to be. um, And that's it. It can't just bring those feelings. It has to bring happiness. Mm. And nostalgia has to bring a connection to something greater. Uh, So whether it's a connection to family members who are no longer living or a team or a group or a religion or whatever it was, it has to connect you to something greater. And if it doesn't do do those two things, it's not true nostalgia. And so it's probably something else. Okay. Um, But when you say, you know, what, what are the things that I really need to hold on to? The things that we want to hold on to are our true treasures, the things that we look at that hold the test of time, that always bring us happiness, and that always connect us to something greater. That's what saves us from being so blasted lonely all the time. (laughs) Um, And so that's what we want to hone into. That's what we want to key into to say, these are my true treasures. If it doesn't fit into this true nostalgia, then maybe I don't need to save it. Maybe I don't need to hold on to this for a long period of time. Um, You know, the things that are, that, you know, might be fake nostalgia or that don't hold the test of time, you know, that, oh, well, that was fun to relive those stories for, you know, a couple of times. And now time has told me that that's not as important as what I thought it was. So I'm going to move on and we can be okay with that. Um, Moving into number three, sometimes it is not nostalgia. It is guilt. I feel guilty getting rid of things because it was great, great grandmas that she brought on the ship when she emigrated from Wales. You know, I mean, it's, it's stuff that, that you know, I would feel so guilty or somebody gifted that to me. And if they knew that I was getting rid of it, they would feel, I would feel guilty that I'm throwing away the person or I'm throwing away the the, the memories that we had. And so we feel guilty getting rid of something that is still good. You know, yeah. some, you know, I, I could still use this. And so we have this huge guilt and it's amazing how we can feel guilty holding on to things and we can feel guilty getting rid of things at the same time Ooh. that I feel guilty because I spent money on this and, and I haven't used it. And so there's this underlying guilt of waste. Yeah. But yet, you know, I, I feel guilty. So I, so I feel guilty keeping it because it's still good, but I feel guilty getting rid of it because it's still good. And so we've layered it up on ourselves. And the best way to combat that is with gratitude and to say, you know what, 
that was a really dumb choice. And I'm so grateful that I made that choice because it's taught me not to do it again. If we yeah. don't allow ourselves to fail, we don't allow ourselves to grow. And so recognize a poor purchase, recognize um, a gift for what it is and say, thank you so much. I don't need it anymore. And so I'm going to call the person who gave it to me and say, you know what? I found this. I don't even remember if, I don't even know if you remember that you gave it to me, but I found it. And you know what? I don't need it anymore, but I just wanted to call and say, thank you so much for this time in our life. When you took the time to think of me and you gifted this to me and you wrote me a note that meant the world to me when you gave it to me. And so you're rekindling a relationship there and you're remembering stories. You're remembering a time that you need to relive and then you're done and you can move on. So project that gratitude, um, recognize a failure, recognize a relationship and then move on and get out of that guilt. But a lot of times that leads us into the fourth reason and that guilt is because of perceived value. We think something is more valuable than what it really is. And so we say, you know, great, great, great grandma brought this China over from Wales. So it must have been really valuable. Can what? I stop you for a second? Right. <laughs> yes. My my family's from Wales, so it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Why does she keep saying Wales? <laughs> <laughs> because my family's from Wales, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Maybe we're related. Right? We need to figure that yeah. out. That's funny. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so somebody somewhere decided this was valuable, and I am holding on to their value of said object. Mm -hmm. but not necessarily taking into consideration what might be valuable for me. Yeah. What if this isn't valuable to me? Then I am wasting time and money saving this and, and having this train of thought of this is valuable or maybe the value might be in selling it and, or, you know, th this was so valuable that it must be worth a lot of money but we're projecting value onto an object and we're not doing the research to find how valuable it really is. I bought a pair of fry boots once and you go buy a pair of fry boots from the store and it's $200. Well, I bought a pair of fry boots online for 40 bucks. Oh. I thought I was getting a screaming deal. Well, I tried them on, they didn't fit. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to turn right around and list them again. Um, for 40 bucks and recoup my money because they're fry boots. Well, what I didn't realize was all the other fry boots online were the exact same make and model, which tells me something is wrong with that model of boots, with that make of boots. Uh -huh. And the people who were selling them, like there were lots of people who were listing them, but the people who were actually selling them were selling them for $20 or less. Oh. So my projected value of an item wasn't mm -hmm. its true value to others. Oh. So we look, it's so easy to look around our house and go cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. And we recognize what we paid for it, what we think is value. We intertwine nostalgia into items, which boosts what our perceived value is. Mm -hmm. You know, we project our own value. Oh, my kids are going to want this someday. Yeah. Really? 
really? Are they really? And so we project so much value and emotion into objects that aren't necessarily valuable at all. So what we need to be able to do is look at an item and say, okay, what is the value to this? Is the value in keeping it and reliving those stories? Then keep it and relive those stories. Don't shove it in a box somewhere, display it. Yeah. Value in selling it and getting money. Great. Well, what's the actual value of the item? Is it a $200 pair of boots that you bought for 40 bucks that you can't sell for more than 12? Well then pay attention to that and figure yeah. it out. Is the, where is the value? Is the value in donating it to somebody who can actually use it because it's still good? Then donate it, get it out of your house and feel good that you donated to somebody that can use it. So yes. find the value and proactively get it. That's awesome. Value from the item. And then the last one is what you said at the very beginning, just in case. Yes. <laughs> I need to hang on to this just in case. And that is a fear-based response. Yeah. That is being afraid of being left wanting or being left without. Mm -hmm. um, and the, this is probably one of the hardest things to overcome because it is fear is irrational. Yeah. And so you have to combat it with a rational technique. And a lot of people don't like doing that. <laughs> right. So it is taking a look and saying, um, okay, what's the possibility that I could use this item? Mm -hmm. Well, sure. The possibility of using an item is always there, but what's the probability? Mm. What's the probability right. of using this item? So, so what, you know, what's the possibility of me using my grandma's knitting needles when she dies? Not good. I have never knitted. I will never <laughs> knit. It's not a talent that I want to pick up. The possibility <laughs> isn't there. So is it nostalgia from seeing grandma use her knitting needles? Probably. And it's yeah. probably going to be a time thing where I just need to, to take the time to, to process it and it, and it's, you know, then I'm done. Yeah. The possibility of me using the knitting needles is a big fat zero. So I don't have to worry about it, but the possibility of me needing an extra set of shoelaces for my kids who shred their shoes. Yeah. There, there's a good possibility there that I'm going to need an extra pair of shoelaces. Right. What's the probability of me being able to use an extra pair of shoelaces before they just shred their entire pair of shoes? Probably not. I am probably yeah. not going to use an extra pair of shoelaces because by the time they need an extra pair of shoelaces, they're just going to need an entire new pair of shoes. Yeah, good point. So the probability of me actually using that extra pair of shoelaces is slim to none. <laughs> so I'm probably just going to get rid of them. That's awesome. You know, so, yeah. so what's the possibility versus the probability of needing something? And then you can say, okay, if the probability is pretty high, you know what? Yeah, we just, um, you know, the, the dog nibbles on the shoelaces. And so we're going to, we're going to end up replacing the shoelaces before the shoes. Great. Okay. In the life of the shoe, probably I will need two extra pairs of shoelaces. So I have 15 extra pairs of shoelaces. And if I only need two, 
then <laughs> I'm going to save one extra pair in case of an emergency mm-hmm. that the dog got into the shoe bin when they, you know, when I thought he was in the kennel. And so I'm going to keep one extra pair and I'm going to get rid of the rest. So I had 15. I need two. I'm going to keep one for emergency and I'm going to get rid of the rest. That's nice. 12 extra pairs of shoelaces that I don't need that I can get rid of. Yeah. So okay, good. That's how you combat. So those are the five main emotional reasons in my four years of teaching people. I have yet to find a reason that people will give me that does not fit into those five. That's cool. So okay. you have to listen to your thoughts, mm-hmm. listen to yourself. And chances are, if it's not one, you've layered up several. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. So like with the closet, Hey, you know what? I bought this pair of pants. It was an expensive pair of pants. So they must be valuable. And I outgrew them and they are two sizes too small. And so I feel guilty getting rid of them because they were expensive. And I feel guilty hanging on to them because I know that I'm not going to fit into that pair of pants. I don't have time to go to the gym and work out. So I can't proactively create the value of the, you know, get the value of those pants of being able to wear them. But I know I'm not going to be able to sell them for as much as what I bought them for. So I'm going to hang on to them, but they're still good. And, um, you know what? I just, I feel like maybe I should hang on to them just in case I accidentally lose 20 pounds and I can fit back into them again. (laughs) I mean, we, we go through these, these these rabbit trails and these Mm -hmm. crazy thought processes of what if just in case, you know, I spend a lot of money on them, they're still good. And so then we layer up all of the issues and compound. That's why we feel overwhelmed and that's why we can't get rid of anything. Oh, yes, that's exactly right. (laughs) totally right right yes and so pay attention to what you're saying to yourself and start with one thing at a time oh I love it okay we are this is amazing we're going to take a break we'll be back in a few minutes so um, everybody come right back after this break to hear more awesome clutter therapy from Ashley Stewart so don't go away we'll be right back You're listening to the Queen of Manifesting Podcast. Welcome to the Queendom. And we're back with Ashley Stewart, the president, CEO, and founder of Rethink Clutter and an amazing clutter coach. And as I like to say, clutter therapist. So she just shared with us the five main reasons behind clutter and Ashley, I'm super interested in number five because that's definitely the one I struggle with. And I think, I mean, overall, have you seen that there's one that more people struggle with than all the others? No, it totally depends on the person. I think, uh, you know, generally speaking, we have the hardest time with perceived value and, uh, and fear, the, the justice yeah. case. Um, right. those tend to, to bleed a lot over into the other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so usually if you have perceived value or if you have fear, you typically show it, you manifest that in guilt or in, uh, you know, I'm afraid to get rid of this. And so we say 
well, it's valuable. Yeah. And that's our excuse to not get rid of it just because we are afraid that maybe we're going to, we're not, we don't have as much money as what we want. And so yeah. we are afraid that by getting rid of it, we're throwing the money away. Yes. And so we say it has value when mm -hmm. really the base reason is that we're afraid that we don't have enough money. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so it, it can be, one can be used as an excuse for another. Mm -hmm. so you have to be really, really clear and honest with yourself about why you're keeping certain things. And do you have any tips for that, for, for just laying it all out there and seeing why you're really holding on to stuff? In include, include somebody else in the process. For oh. as hard and as horrible as that is for a lot of people, you have to include somebody else in the process because then, uh, you know, and tell them your job isn't to get rid of anything. That's my job. Your job is to listen to me. Oh, listen to the words that are coming out of my mouth because I am not going to recognize patterns in my own behavior. Wow. So listen to what I am saying, ask questions, dig deep. You know, why are you keeping this? Well, because when I bought it, it was, you know, when my, when we were on vacation in Europe after my daughter turned five and, you know, but then they can dig what really, is this really, truly nostalgic? You know, does this bring you happiness? Well, yes. Okay. Where does the happiness come from? Does the happiness come from the object or does the happiness come from remembering your daughter's fifth birthday? Well, it was from the fifth birthday. So the object has no relevancy to the fifth birthday whatsoever. So you can get rid of it, <laughs> you know, so, so include somebody else in the process. That's why professional organizers like me exist yeah. so that we can be that coach, that person that can listen to you say, really, is that really why you're keeping that? <laughs> but get somebody else to just ask questions. Their job isn't to declutter. Their job is to ask questions and figure out what's really going on in your head. Mm. I, so that makes me think of a question. Have you ever coached anybody that couldn't let go? They couldn't see what they were doing and they just said, never mind. Um, no, oh, I never have. That's never awesome. Have. Um, it's, it's always been a work in progress and there have been times where I will say, look, you're not time wise. You are not ready to get rid of this yet. I can see that you are still emotionally attached to it. Yeah. This is most likely the emotion, you know, it is a nostalgic emotion right now. And you need to give yourself a deadline. You need to, first of all, don't ever put this away. You need to see it. You need to touch it. You need to feel it. You need mm. to tell the story again. Um, and then after you've spent the time with it that you need to, you'll be able to let it go. Uh, or it will become a true treasure and you'll never let it go. And it will be something that you will treasure for the rest of your life. And it's amazing. Nine times out of 10, when we have that conversation, two hours later, they will pick up that object again and say, I have no idea why this was so valuable to me. Oh my gosh. I'm done with it. Wow. And they get rid of it. Like I, I don't go into anybody's house expecting to haul you know, bags and bags and bags of stuff out of their house. It has to come through from them, especially yeah. on an emotional level. But they are the ones that will pick it up two hours later and say, 
this is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, my, my train of thought is now so perfectly clear on what this was to me. All I needed to do was tell the story again. You know, I, I relived that moment and I'm done with this. Wow. And they put it in the bag for me to have. Amazing. And so it just has to come with clarity. If you have clarity and purpose, mm -hmm. you can own your life instead of being owned by stuff. Oh, right. But we are so bogged down with the clutter around us and the stuff that we see and the stuff that was held in the past mm -hmm. that we get anxious that we can't embrace the future because we're so surrounded by our past. Living in yes. the past creates depression. Being afraid oh, of yeah. the future creates anxiety. And when we are surrounded by clutter, we have both. Yeah. Because we don't know how to let go of the past and we don't know how to make space for our future. Wow. That's, yeah, that's deep. So, so it's, it's there. Can you talk about the nature of whores of vacuum principle? Yes. So <laughs> we try and try and try and try to get rid of things. And we say, okay, we get a burst of energy, a burst of motivation, and we go and clean out our closet. Yeah. But what happens if we don't have anything to replace it with? Like mentally wise, if we don't mentally, emotionally prepare ourselves for that, uh -huh. what's going to happen? It's it going to fill right back. back up. Uh -huh. So totally. what we want to make sure that we are doing is filling it with the things that we want instead. And so we have to be so absolutely crystal clear with what we want. That isn't that what manifesting is. Yes. I want this. Absolutely. I want this. And so we are no longer blocking these opportunities with clutter. Yes. We are opening ourselves up and we're saying I am going to get rid of this clutter so because I want this yes and instead of saying i am afraid because i don't have the money that i think i want or that i need and so i'm just going to hold on to everything that i have we're approaching life and the universe with a closed fist and we are oh. living so much fear that we have our fist so held you know so closed tight <sighs> that we cannot accept the opportunities that are coming our way Oh my gosh, I love that. Opportunities are there all the time. Mm -hmm. But what we do when we let go is we open up ourselves for somebody to give us something new. Yes. And so we need to, we need to be crystal clear with what we want. I want time to play board games with my kids. Mm -hmm. Great. Well, what are you willing to let go of open up that fist and let go of in order to embrace the time of playing board games with your kids. Right. And all of a sudden you're going to start seeing things on your schedule that aren't important. You're going to all of a sudden start seeing those opportunities to say no. Mm -hmm. So I want to look like a million bucks. <laughs> I want <clears throat> to have a closet that's going to make me, feel awesome because yeah. when I feel like I look like a million bucks, I'm going to act like I have a million bucks right. and I'm going to go out and be the biggest boss babe ever mm -hmm. and crush it. <laughs> I love it. 
so that means what am I willing to get rid of in order to get what I want? Right. Okay. The, um, I, I have a, a friend who just wrote a book and she had a very specific uh, dress that she wanted to wear on the front cover of her book. And so she, she went and looked to see if it was even available online. And, you know, it was going to be $500 for her to go buy it brand new online. But she found it and she said, okay, that is the dress that I want. And she was so crystal clear on exactly what she wanted. Color, style, shape, size, everything. Yeah. And so she started hunting through the thrift store and guess what she found? <gasps> she found the exact dress that she was looking for. Now let's compare that oh to gosh. say, I just want a beautiful dress for the cover of my book. Then what is she, she going to do? She's going to go to thrift stores and she's going to look in the size department. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty or that's pretty or that's great. But I feel guilty spending this money. And I know that I have 10 other dresses at home. And I know that this isn't necessarily as important as what I think it is. And we all of a sudden start shutting ourselves off because we are so stuck with the clutter that we have at home. Yeah. And, and we're afraid. I'm afraid I don't have enough money. I'm afraid that I'm wasting the good dresses that I already have at home. I am afraid of all these other things when if we just let it go and get rid of it and say, this is exactly what I want. The opportunities are always there. That dress was already there in the thrift store. Yeah. You just needed to decide and say, this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And then you can go and get it. You can go and find it. You're not cluttered yeah. anymore. You're not afraid anymore. So if it's the closet where we're having the hardest time, what mm -hmm. do you want out of your closet? I want to feel like a million bucks. I want to give myself, you know, a, a, a uniform where yeah. I can wear, you know, I don't care what kind of pants I wear. I'm just going to go get those really stretchy black pants that feel like yoga pants that look like you know, that look like I bought them at Nordstrom. Yeah. I'm going to wear black pants every single day mm -hmm. and I want to feel comfortable. So I'm going to go buy my favorite t-shirts and to add a little class to them, I'm going to throw a blazer or a cardigan on top when I need to look classy. Yeah. That's my uniform. And I'm going to buy the awesome. colors of black, white, pink, and you know, pink, pink, burgundy, and green. Yeah. Those are the only colors I'm going to wear. It's awesome. And those are the colors that I feel conf confident in. That, that's what's going to make me feel like a million bucks. And that's when we, that's when we start seeing the opportunities. Of, mm. Ooh, this really awesome sweater that I've had my eye on that's in burgundy is on sale right now. Yeah. So I can feel a hundred percent guilt-free going to go buy that because it is exactly what I want. Yes. And it's your uniform. Yeah. I love the concept of designing a uniform. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So and it, it doesn't have to be scrubs. It doesn't have to be whatever. Right. Give right. yourself your own uniform. Right. And then all of a sudden shopping is so Dude, that is genius. Getting dressed in the morning is so easy. Oh my gosh. I love that. I'm totally adopting that. You have to be clear on what you want. Yes. You don't know what you want. You're not going to get it. If you just say, Oh my gosh, I have no time ever. I am so high strung on time. 
Yeah. Then even if you clear out your schedule, yeah, you're going to fill it back up. Exactly. With other stuff because you are running away from your problem. So think of it this way. When we don't want to be something, mm-hmm. we're filling our head with negative language, which our brain doesn't oh, understand. Yeah. So all, all, all we've done is put blinders on to say, yep. I don't want to be like that person. I don't want to do this. I don't want to become the, the harpy, naggy, bitchy person. But all we've done is tell our brain, like, we're still yeah. looking at that person. Yeah. And it doesn't process the word don't. It doesn't process the word don't. No, you know, it doesn't process those, yeah. those negative behaviors. And so if we say, I don't want to be busy, I don't want to be running around like my a chicken with my head cut off. I don't want to be that person. Yeah. We all, we are going to be that person because we yeah. haven't looked away from the problem. Exactly. We are just, we're trying to back up and put, put ourselves in reverse but we're still headed in the direction that we don't want to go. Right. So if we say, I don't want to be cluttered. I don't want to be a mess. I don't want to be disorganized. Well, guess what? You're going to be cluttered and you're <laughs> going to be disorganized. Because you manifest what you focus on. Manifest. So what happens when we say, I am so afraid I'm going to get rid of something that I need. Oh yeah. I totally do that all the time. And then we get rid of something. And then you're so worried. What if I need it? 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 You just created a situation in which you need that object that you just. I know. You just. And guaranteed nine times out of 10, if you are afraid of getting rid of something valuable or getting rid of something that you need, you will create a situation in which you need it in two weeks, sometimes as long as a month. Yeah you will create a situation in which you need it because you're still afraid and you're still looking at what you don't want mm-hmm. instead of moving towards what you do want. Yeah. Our fears so, are so powerful. Stop being afraid. Right. Stop looking at what you don't want and get crystal clear on what you do want. Yes. Because once you get crystal clear on saying, I I don't want to be cluttered. Okay. But what I do want is I want an open corner in my bedroom to have an office. And I want to be the most organized, amazing person. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden you have told your brain what you want and you're going to start seeing opportunity and you're going to be able to take advantage of that opportunity because you know, it fits exactly into what you want. Yeah. So I have the ability to now go sell these items over here in my corner, in my closet to make space for my corner. Yay. And all of a sudden we are feeling happy and we're feeling productive. And every time you do something scary, you reward yourself and you retrain those neurological pathways. Instead of saying getting rid of something is scary. You say getting rid of something is rewarding. Oh, this is amazing. And the yeah. more you do that, the more you reward yourself for the behaviors that you have manifested, mm-hmm. the more you retrain your brain to say, it doesn't mean scary. It means oh. amazing. It means awesome. It means progress. It means reward. So, so stop looking at what you don't want. Start looking at what you do want. Mm-hmm. Open up that fist and say, mm-hmm. this is what's going to come. This is what's coming my way. So if I get rid of 80% of my closet, yeah. I'm okay with that. 
In fact, I feel really great about that. And in (laughs) fact, I'm not even going to try to sell it. I'm just going to donate it to the women in the women's shelter who, you know, the, the, you know, that they're going through a horrible time. I can help them. I can feel like a million bucks. And because I'm not afraid of that anymore, I can go shopping at thrift stores and the sales rack. And I don't feel bad about spending money because it is exactly what I want. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. We've gone from a super cluttered, super depressed, um, fearful state. Mm-hmm into a free, open, amazing, happy, recognizing and taking advantage of the opportunity state of mind. That's awesome. And it is the most freeing experience you will ever feel in your life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're amazing. So thank you. You're welcome. Taking a lot of work and a lot of trial and error And I continue to do it because I see the success and I see that this isn't anything that anybody else is really talking about, but it's so obvious once you point it out to say, no, you're just afraid. Yeah. And it's okay to be afraid, but if you replace it with what you want instead Mm -hmm. and then reward yourself for it. Yes. How awesome is that? (laughs) the most then, awesome then you can then that's when you say you know what? i am totally and a hundred percent in charge of my own life i own my life yeah. nothing no sale no black friday deal can own me anymore <laughs> that's the best so I if somebody listening because i know people are going to want to yes if somebody listening wants to get a hold of you and needs your help how can they find you Find me first and foremost, I dump a lot of information and a lot of coaching on Facebook. So go find me on Facebook. Follow. So it's just facebook.com slash rethink clutter. Nice. And I dump a lot of things there. If you want to work with me in person, either DM me there on, on Facebook or Instagram or, um, find me online. It's just rethink clutter.com. That's easy. Uh, yeah. Just rethink clutter. Dot com. You can send me an email. My phone number is on there. So you can call me. Uh, you can look up, you know, what, what it looks like to work with me. Yeah. Uh, you can do that. And um, I'm pushing out a lot of online stuff. So if you can't afford to work with me in person, then uh, sign on to my membership program, sign on to online classes and courses um, and work with me there. But all of that's on my, on my uh, website. So Find me on Facebook at Rethink Clutter or find me on my website at RethinkClutter.com. That's awesome. Well, this was an amazing episode. I I have a renewed uh, hope for my office (laughs) and my closet. I'm excited to to apply these principles to my own um, struggles, which I'm overcoming. So don't be afraid to dig in deep. Yeah. Like I said, if, if you're not willing to fail, you're not willing to progress. <gasps> Dig in deep to those emotions and to those fears yeah. and recognize them for what they are because that's the only way that you're going to move forward. And you got Perfect. this. You're good. Awesome. You're golden. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. <sighs> All right. Well, that was uh, it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Ashley Stewart of Rethink Clutter. And if you want to find her online, remember her website is rethinkclutter.com. 
and she does tons of free content on Facebook, which you can find her at facebook.com forward slash rethink clutter. So thanks for listening, everybody, and go out and manifest your best life. And I will talk to you next week. Okay, well, that's it for today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if you want to contact me, sign up for my course. If you have program ideas or anything at all you need to contact me about, my email is kelly at thequeenofmanifesting.com. And that is also my website, www.thequeenofmanifesting.com. So you can also contact me there. There's a contact form at the bottom. So I try to make it pretty easy to get a hold of me. You guys are awesome. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your awesome reviews. And if you haven't left a review yet, if you feel inclined, please do. Five-star reviews are super welcome. And I love to hear your feedback. So everybody have an awesome day. And I will talk to you on the next episode.